This is Bryn, covering the Pac-12. I'm Mark, I'm covering the Big Ten. And together we make the In and Given Saturday CFB podcast, giving you live up-to-date information, week recaps, and week previews for the weeks to come. I'm Brennan. And I'm Mark. And this week we have a lot to cover. A lot to cover. A lot. So I think the biggest thing that I want to get off is something that we started last week was the Any Given Saturday game of the week. And this week we're kind of going outside of our conferences into Kansas State, your future alma mater. Yeah, future alma mater for me. Future Wildcat against Hello. Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> uh, K-State, on their homecoming weekend, beat Oklahoma. Oklahoma, I think – who you picked Texas, didn't you? To, to, uh, to win the Big 12? Yeah, yeah I, I regret yeah, that. I pick. picked Oklahoma. Yeah. I was riding Oklahoma high, even with their little dump city they had last week, and lose to K-State on the road, 48 48-41. Here's my question with that game, though. So to kind of tie it back into our conferences. With Oklahoma losing, number five team in the nation, now they're 7-1, and one, they're 4-1 and one in their conference. I think they're still in the driver's seat to win the Big 12. But does this take them out of the college football playoff picture? I think it 100% does. It's hard to come back from losing to it. I mean, a K-State team that's actually pretty decently good, 5-2 mm-hmm. and two on the year with the win. Uh, but I think, yeah, I think, excuse me, if you're trying to – Going to the college football playoff, I think there's too many teams knocking at the door. So, like, one of the teams is knocking at the door. The number six team, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, look on your little Surface Pro tablet there, is so the, NFL the, number, <laughs> the number six team is Penn State. If Penn State and Ohio State on a collision course, obviously in the Big Ten, to play each other before the Big Ten championship game, say either team, whether it's Ohio State or whether it's Penn State, lose that game, do they make it in with that one loss being to Wisconsin or to – good job. Wait, almost dumped it like. <laughs> <laughs> that one loss being to either Penn State or Wisconsin, you know, or Penn State or Ohio State respectively. Do they make it in over this Oklahoma team that wins their conference but with their one loss coming to Kansas State? So say – here's the situation I think of. Penn State and Ohio State play. Penn State loses. Ohio State wins the Big Ten. Penn State obviously doesn't go to the Big Ten championship game because they're in the same division. But their one loss on the entire season is to the Big Ten champion, Ohio State. Does Penn State make it in over a conference champion, Oklahoma? Um, I don't think so. I think it's – but then again, like I, like I said last week, the college football playoff committee is just – you never know what's going on with them. Uh do I think there's a chance? Yes. Do I think it's likely? No. I think that they're going to – because Penn State won that one year and they didn't get in. Mm-hmm. And I think – Well, Oklahoma, that Penn State team, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, I think they were like 7-5 and five or like 8-4. No, they weren't that bad. No, no they, were, they were that bad. Like they got in on a fluke off of some teams losing and they had a better divisional record and they got in. They were not there, – there was no chance of them making the college football playoff. But now we're talking about three teams – well, after today, we're about to get into it. Two teams that are, <coughs> excuse me, that are college football playoff contenders in Penn State and Ohio State with Wisconsin's loss today. I don't think they're eligible anymore. Uh, yeah, Wisconsin's definitely not eligible. That I think that with even Oklahoma with their one loss to Kansas State, 
going with that one loss, winning their conference, I don't think they get in over a Penn State because their one loss, obviously I'm foreshadowing Ohio State being Penn State, just in this scenario, that Penn State with that one loss gets in over an Oklahoma. So to, to go back, Penn State finished the year 11-3 after the loss in the Rose Bowl to USC, but they had a conference record of 8-1. and one. Yeah, so, so they, 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 they finished they the were, season eleven. They were not a they were not a college football playoff team. They they definitely you know, were. You're not going to make it in the college football playoff unless you're an SEC team with two losses. Okay, I agree happen. with that. I agree with that. It's it, you know it, if you're in the ACC, Pac-12, or Big Twelve, you have to be undefeated. If you're in the Big Ten or SEC, I think you can afford one loss. Uh, even if then, you're it's in pretty the hard. SEC, I think you can have two losses. Yeah. And somehow sneak in over an undefeated Big Twelve team, you know. Yeah, I, I think unless really, it's a big name Big Twelve school like Oklahoma or Texas, like if Baylor was undefeated and say Georgia lost two games, say one to Alabama, or say they played Alabama in the regular season, yeah, and lost to them, and they lost to them in the SEC championship game. I still think the college football playoff rides the SEC's dick so hard. They put Georgia in over an undefeated Baylor team, and that's, 100. I, I completely believe that. So I, I think if Penn State's only loss is to Ohio State, I, I think there's a possibility they get in, but I don't see it happening. See, and that's I see where, them being a, a like the number five or number six ranked team. See, and then like 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 last week, my eight team playoff that works. You put Penn yeah. State in, you let them you let them fight it out. Obviously, they they'd have to go on the road, but I I, I definitely would see them coming in. So. Not really a, a crazy day in the Big Ten. Um, I'm gonna Other say, than that Nebraska loss. Yeah, we're going to save that. All right, because I already <laughs> told you. I told you before we recorded, I'm going to go on a rant. <laughs> so Husker fans, buckle in. I'm going to get into that. I think other than that, it was a very pedestrian day. Penn State beats Michigan State 28-7. to I, You uh, picked uh, Michigan State last week, too, to win that. I just want you to know. There's no – did I really? You did. You Jesus. 100% did. Okay. You need I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure you did because I remember looking at you okay, and being like – Okay, if this. I picked Michigan State to bet – you know what? I did because I thought yeah. Michigan State's defense would hold them there. Yeah, they got the best defense out there. Man, yeah, they, they, they do. They have a pretty high defense. They lost by 21 points. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> we're about to get into that defense and where I'm impressed. And that's a high-scoring game for Penn State with 28. Yeah, yeah 28, 28-7. Sean Clifford uh, threw 189 yards but threw four touchdowns, so – Good day, but not a lot of yards through the air. Uh, Minnesota handled Maryland. I think hey, the reason that I want to blow over the Penn State-Michigan State game is because it's not really a surprise. But where I want to get into a surprise is, is Minnesota. Minnesota's 8-0, 5-0 in the Big Ten. In their division, they're handling things. They, they handled Nebraska last week. They handled Maryland this week. Are they a legitimate contender in the Big Ten? Oh, without a doubt. I think PJ Fleck has done a great job with this team. Um, it'd be hard. It, you'd have to be freaking half retarded to say that Minnesota is not a contender for the Big Ten. Yeah, but look at their remaining schedule. They have Wisconsin. They have. Who shows that they are definitely beatable? Iowa. Okay, when I say they're a contender, I'm not saying they're going to win the Big Ten. I'm just saying they have a chance to win the Big Ten. Let, let me let, let, let's look at the Ohio rest of their State schedule. is still that juggernaut. Hold on. So Minnesota. They've beaten South Dakota State, Fresno State, Georgia Southern. They've had a juggernaut of a schedule to this point. Purdue, Illinois, Nebraska, Rutgers, Maryland. That's their schedule so far. Yeah, but you look at the Illinois team that just beat. Listen to the end of their schedule. Penn State comes in 
They have a bye week, and then they got Penn State coming in. Then they go to Iowa. Then they go to Northwestern, which I don't care what Northwestern's record is. You go on the road to Northwestern, it's going to be a tough game. It's like going to Purdue. By the way, if you want to go to that uh, Minnesota-Northwestern game, tickets are $2 right now. So go. (laughs) 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 $2 fucking dollars. And then they round out the season. At the very end, Wisconsin comes to town. So the last five games, they got Penn State, Iowa, Northwestern, Wisconsin. Can Minnesota go through those last four games? Eight, no. Can they finish out? I'm going to ask the easy question first, and then I'm going to ask the second question. Can they finish out 12 and 0? No. Okay. So my second question, can they finish that at 2 and 2 to finish the season 10 and 2 to give a run at Ohio State for the Big 10? So everybody knows you you play on a neutral field anything can happen, right? Exactly. So unless you're Nick Saban. <laughs> so do you think that they can finish out 2 and 2? So let me remind you before you answer. Penn State comes in, they go to Iowa, they go to Northwestern, Wisconsin comes in. Can think, can they finish out two and two? I think they finish out three and one. Where where do they lose? Penn State. Penn State. So you think they beat Iowa and you think they beat Wisconsin? Yeah, Wisconsin's showing that they're beatable. Well, I mean, look who Okay, Wisconsin, yes. They've <laughs> lost two games in a row. But who have they lost to? Illinois. And Ohio State. Okay, who hasn't lost to Ohio State this year? You know what I mean? Like yeah. Ohio State. I get what I'm you're sorry. saying. Ohio State is the is the best team in college football this year. I just I but think it, I think if you're if you're doing odds and you pick that they're have a better chance to beat Penn State over or yeah, be, have a better chance to beat Penn State over Wisconsin, mm-hmm. you're high. Penn State's undefeated and has shown that they can score low with 28, 34 points and still win games. Iowa is definitely beatable. Wisconsin, I think if you prep for them correctly, you don't know what, truly what this Minnesota team is gonna is. is no, Wisconsin do. hasn't been tested. I mean, their biggest test was Fresno State, where they won in double overtime, thirty-eight, thirty-five. Fresno State's a garbage team too. USC exactly. beat them, and they were exactly, and, and they took them to double overtime. They played Georgia Southern. They beat them by three. They beat Purdue by seven. They boat raced Illinois and Nebraska and Rutgers and Maryland. So once they got past Purdue in the Big Ten, granted it's four bottom dwelling teams. I'm sorry, Husker fans. They boat raced them. But I think looking at this schedule, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say Minnesota finishes one and three. I think they only beat Northwestern. I think they lose. Oh, they're beating Iowa. You're not gonna tell me they're not gonna beat Iowa. I don't think they beat Iowa. I tell you, I, so going into- where's, where's your notepad at? I don't know. Just take notes on your little fucking Surface tablet there. That the NFL uses. Yeah, fucking. I think college uses it too. So hate all you want, but it's still pretty cool. I'm just saying, man. Just you got you literally have technology that they went to the moon on at your fingertips, and you're asking for a pen and paper. Like, yeah, because remember you tried to sell me that the notebook was the best thing that there was. Because remember I was trying to use this before, and you're like, "Don't use your notebook." Well, yeah. All right, so let's let's go here. So, Mark. By the way, while he's doing this, I just want to guys update you really quick. We are recording this podcast. By the time that this comes out, it will be over. But uh, Oregon and Washington State are playing. It's a game that Brendan, for some reason, is super interested in. Oregon's up 31-28. Oregon, though, is in the red zone marching in, about to score, and put this game on ice nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter. All right, so who do you have their win against? 
Northwestern? Yeah, I have I have the win. I have them beating Northwestern. I have them losing to Penn State close. I have them getting boat raced by Iowa and boat raced by Wisconsin. All right, so I got them three and one losing to uh, Penn State. Okay, so so we agree on the Penn State loss. We disagree on Iowa and Wisconsin, and we agree on the Northwestern win. Not bad. I think I'll be right. I just got to keep riding. I kind of want to buy these $2 tickets. <laughs> I want to go to this Northwestern Minnesota game just to go to a college football game for 2 bucks. Like the the Penn State game $69, Iowa $72, Wisconsin $69, Northwestern $2. Where are these tickets at for 2 bucks? Probably Stubbo. That's usually what ESPN partners with. Vivid seats. So oh, okay. Good job. But I want to know like That's okay, a good partner. With. Lower level Row twenty, like dude, we're sitting in the end zone for two bucks. What do you say we make the trip? It's in Illinois. I, you know, I've never been to Illinois. To be honest with you, I mean Ryan Field, Evanston, Illinois. It sounds like a juggernaut of a fucking experience. So like uh, four dollars, I'll buy your ticket. <laughs> <laughs> you pay gas. Yeah, your- <laughs> exactly. I was just saying, I'm gonna pay gas. <laughs> you pay gas, I'll buy your ticket. So I think one stat you didn't look at on here that I just actually saw which is quite impressive, is 279 yards of punting for Maryland. 279 yards of punting for Maryland. Let's see here. The team had... They lost 52-10. to 10. You're not going to blow me away with any stat. They had less yards on offense than they did punting. That's off- what happens when you lose 52-10. to 10. <laughs> I lost by forty two points, man. Have you did you see Minnesota's rushing right now? Three hundred and twenty one yards combined. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My God, what a mollywop. All right. Yeah, look uh, at Minnesota's stats against Nebraska if you want to talk about rushing. Uh when I when I can go back in time. Yeah, just we're not gonna go back in time. Time's sake. All right, so now what, what game you want to go on to? Uh well Let me see. Hold on. I gotta go I gotta go back here. Yeah. So we've we've knocked out Ohio well, State, I think, Wisconsin. I think it's time. I think I think it's time. I think I think buckle in, um, it, it, Husker fans. <laughs> All right, our time to shine here. So today I think garbage. I, I wouldn't say garbage. All right. Um, before we get into the big Big Ten game this this week of Ohio State Wisconsin, um, let me let me cover this Nebraska game. Let me let me rip the bandaid off on this one. Uh, we definitely got exposed today that we cannot – we can stop the run. And I think that's why looking forward at our schedule, Wisconsin and Iowa, I'm not afraid to play them because we can stop the run. Um, throwing the football, if you can throw the football, you can beat Nebraska. Ask Ohio State, ask Colorado, ask – I mean, Georgia State almost beat you in the, beginning, the first game of the season. Southern Alabama, but Southern Alabama, my bad. Way to do your research. Um, well, I mean, you y'all Indiana, said Steven Montes was I, I, I have sophomore. to give props to Indiana that now they're bowl eligible, four time in, in 21 years or 25 years that they're bowl eligible. So, I who mean, picked them to win? Good for you. Who picked them to win? You did. Yeah, thank you. You did. You, you, you picked them to win. Yeah, I mean, you didn't go against Indiana University. Yeah. Uh, Nebraska fans, from here on out, I don't want to hear, you know, I'm, I'm in a lot of Facebook groups. I don't want to hear no shit about it's just Indiana. It's just Illinois. It's just southern fucking Alabama. We are not 
this isn't the 90s, all right? We're not Alabama. We're not Ohio State. We're not where we were in the 90s and early 2000s. Hell, we're not even where we were under Bo Pelini where we're boat racing Indiana but then getting killed by Wisconsin. I think this game really shows you that how bad Mike Riley did at Nebraska. Because Scott Frost, you know, coaching at Oregon, coached Marcus Mariota in that offense. UCF coached them to a 12-0 record. Won a quote-unquote national championship. He's a good coach. And I covered this last week that if you run out Scott Frost, who the fuck's going to coach at Nebraska? Nobody. But us getting beat by Indiana today, I really think shows where our program is at. And what I really enjoyed seeing was the backfield of Wendell Robinson and Luke McCaffrey. I love Adrian Martinez. Great quarterback. I like seeing Noah Vedrill because he's a transfer from UCF. He was a Scott Frost boy. Uh, he knows the offense. What I really like seeing is Scott Frost's recruits at Nebraska, playing at Nebraska today. And what we saw was a glimpse in the future in Luke McCaffrey and Wendell Robinson and C and Cam Jurgens at center, seeing his recruits come in and play and him being able to show his offense on where he wants Nebraska to be. Nebraska in the next three, four years is going to be an exciting team to watch. We will compete for conference championships. We will compete for national championships. This year, there's hope, all right? There's, there's hope. no hope. Yes, Wisconsin loses out. Iowa loses out. Minnesota loses out. And we went out. We're going to the Big Ten Championship game, baby. We're going. All right? That's not going to happen. No, no, absolutely not. But we go. Eight and four. Hey, with, with only three losses in the Big Ten, we go. We go to the Big Ten Championship game. I think this is the first time you actually wore a Husker shirt, too, for our podcast. Yeah, so by the way, dude, I have this white jersey, right? You've seen it, right? The, the white jersey, number 18, says Mandry on the back. They, they got the Goodwill? No, no, no. I bought, it. I, bought <laughs> it. I bought it from the Husker shop. Dude, I'm going to stop wearing that game that jersey on game day. Because I, when I wear that jersey on game day, we lose every fucking Your Saturday. team just sucks. No, it does not it suck, does. dude. Your coaching staff's great. I'll give them that. But the team just sucks. It's because Mike Riley. You, got, you can't blame a head phone. coach from two years ago. When it's his recruits on the field, absolutely. I if your coach, I know I just say you have great coaching staff, absolutely but the coaching staff is as great as it says, as you know, as it comes out to be. Coaching wins games. Yeah. So there's actually this quote: Wendell Robinson, he's a wide receiver, running back, punt returner, quarterback. Like he, he's an athlete, right? And there was actually a quote after today's game that he's actually having trouble having buy-in from the older players, talking about juniors and seniors, Mike Riley's dudes, having buy-in to this program. So that just shows you how much of a shamble this team is in, that if he can't get buy-in from juniors and seniors into Scott Frost's what he wants this program to be, what does that tell you? They're not buying into his vision. They're not buying into his, his team. They're not playing at 100% while his freshmen, all of Luke McCaffrey, Wendell Robinson, Cam Jurgens, these freshmen out there that are playing their hearts out because they buy into what Scott Frost wants to see. And Adrian Martinez, Adrian Martinez is one of Scott Frost's dudes, that if they're not buying in, you're not going to have a complete 100% on the field. Oh, I agree. Can you grab me a beer? Please. Thank you. I mean... 
if you don't have buy-in from your team, hundred percent, then what? What are you? What are you playing for at that point? What? What are you? Why are you putting a team on the field? And that's what I see from Nebraska is you're playing for one of the greatest head coaches of all time in Nebraska. And what was his name? Tom Osborne. No, the Bill O'Reilly. Mike Riley. Mike Riley. There we go. One of the best coaches. <laughs> yeah. No. Dude's a 500. No, fuck Mike Riley. He had a better record than you do now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. I, I think Scott Frost is definitely going to turn this program around and, and make it into something. I think you just got – I mean, I think the thing that really kills a lot of the uh, outsiders looking in for Nebraska is the fact that they got built up so much this offseason due to the UCF team and stuff like that. What happened with them? Yeah, the Kool-Aid was being drank a lot. I drank the Kool-Aid because if you would, if we would have had this podcast – Yeah, you said that Nebraska won, was going to win the Big Ten. Yeah, no, no, I – I did say Nebraska was going to win the Big Ten, and if you would have asked me, let's say, 30 minutes before kickoff of the South Alabama game, the season kickoff, I would have said we were going to be 10-2 at the very worst, and we were going to be 12-0 and at the very best. I literally thought that was our window, 10-2 and and 12-0. and And I remember watching – I watched the South Alabama game. And yeah, I texted you during it. A – I was watching it in my Humvee on my cell phone. And I remember when that game got over, we won 35-21, I think. After that game, I remember turning it off. I drove down. I talked to Smoke, and I was like, yep, it's going to be a 7-5 and five season. Now, after today's game, 7-5, and five, that means we're going to have to beat Wisconsin or Iowa to get to 7-5. and fucking five. Yeah, you're right. 35-21 against yeah. South Alabama. We are going to get to 7-5. and five. We're going to have to beat Wisconsin or Iowa. So, do you think you guys get to a bowl this year? I, yeah, we get to the toilet bowl. But <laughs> I'm saying, do you think you go six and six to get to a bowl? No, I think we go five and seven. I think we make a bowl game. Yeah, it'd be six and six to no, beat bowl. So, if you go five and seven, you can actually make it to a bowl game by your academic records. If there's not enough six and six teams to fill out the roster, I think we do finish the season six and six, but I think even at the worst, she is blowing six messages. Jesus, uh, I don't. I don't think you make a bowl game at five and seven. To be honest with you, if USC well, doesn't if make one last that, year, they're not going. Then Nebraska's not. Well, gonna you guys don't have the academic record that we do. So what happens is, is that at five and seven, if there's not enough six and six teams to fill out the the bowl roster, then they go to five and seven teams, and it goes off your academic and who has the higher GPA as teams and who has a higher graduation rate, and that's always Nebraska. So, so we're we're just gonna go with the six and six for right now. Yeah, I think I think we do get to six and six. I Sorry, so you make a bowl. Yeah, we beat Purdue, we beat Maryland, we lose okay. to Wisconsin, and we lose to Iowa in overtime for the second straight year, and we make so, a bowl game. So we'll go over the stats real quick. So, oh, Adrian Martinez didn't even play. No, Adrian Martinez did not play. Noah Vedro got knocked out in the second quarter. He, he was, was doing pretty good. good. Yeah. I mean, he had no touchdowns, but he had yeah. quite a bit of yards. Luke McCaffrey, efficient. Luke McCaffrey had a touchdown, a seventy-one yards, five of six. Yeah, yeah, he, he was five of six. When Luke came in, I think the biggest problem that Nebraska had, um, looking at the game with my scarlet cover glasses, was when Luke McCaffrey took over at quarterback. The play action was not utilized enough. He played for three quarters. He did six passes. passes. <laughs> like, it, we were Army. You know what I mean? Like, we yeah. were 
a triple option offense. 220 yards of rushing, that's pretty good. Yeah, we, we ran the football like nobody's business today. If we – there was one play right at the end of the, second, or the first half. Luke McCaffrey ran an RPO with Dedrick Mills and rolled out to the right. He, he pulled three dudes with him off the offensive line or blocks, threw the ball over the top of the Indiana defense, and hit Noah in the end zone for a touchdown. It was the most beautiful pass I've seen all year. Luke McCaffrey can throw the football. The whole family is a bunch of athletes. Yeah, I don't know why they're not throwing the football. And if you guys don't know, which if you're listening to this podcast, you probably know, but Luke McCaffrey is the brother of Christian McCaffrey. His dad, CMC. Yeah, his dad. I, I don't remember his name, but he played college football and NFL. Like He comes from a family of NFL players. So he, well, not only that, but his, his mom was a uh, track. A, a, it was a track or was a volleyball? Volleyball, volleyball. Yeah, yeah. and it is, it, his whole family is Olympic athletes. Yeah. So he looked good. I just wish with Luke we would have ran a lot more play-action plays and let him throw the football downfield a lot more. Noah Vedral, when he was playing, his stats don't really show it. But what I can tell you is, is Noah knows this offense. He's played in this offense for three years, or four years. He's a junior, isn't he? I will double check real quick. I'm pretty sure he's a junior. junior. Sophomore. He's a sophomore, yeah. Three years. He's played in this offense for three years. Uh, he, when he was a true freshman, he was at UCF with Scott Frost and uh, Mackenzie Milton running this offense. He knows it. And you could see it today that no matter what play was called, he wasn't rattled. He was 14 and 16 for 201 yards, average 12.6 yards to carry, had a QBR of 82.3. He he was ready to take over this team, but the the Huskers definitely missed a step without Adrian Martinez. So, so before we, we move on, do you think any of these dudes replace Adrian Martinez? Or do you think he's still No, Adrian spot? Martinez is absolutely the starter. Okay. He is he is the no doubt starting quarterback of this football team. Um, I don't see anybody taking over at the helm. I think Luke McCaffrey. Hopefully, he sticks around. Uh, Adrian Martinez, I think next year has a breakout year. I think Nebraska next year takes that step forward. They start getting the buy in. They take the step forward. Adrian Martinez has a lights out year, and I think he goes to the league. I was actually talking to uh, Amanda about this during the game. Is that I think Adrian takes that step forward. He goes to the league next year, tries to enter the NFL draft, probably goes in the second or third round. And Luke McCaffrey and Noah Vedral go into the spring fighting for that starting quarterback position and Luke McCaffrey comes out on top and Luke McCaffrey is the one who takes Nebraska to the promised land, takes us to a big 10 championship, national championship, that kind of thing. That's, that's what I think. And that's what I, that's what I hope for, but I mean, we'll see. So the big game in the big 10 though, uh, Husker fans hang on. It's going to be a long year. But the big game was Ohio State, Wisconsin. Do you – so we didn't write it down. This is something that we actually said that we were going to change this week is that we're going to actually start writing down our predictions. Um, 
Didn't we both pick Ohio State to just boat race Wisconsin? Yeah, because yeah, I think Ohio State is undoubtedly the best team in the college football. Yeah. And at least the best offensive team. 31 point victory. Ohio State won 38 to 7. And definitely looked like the best team in college football today. And now I know you didn't get a chance to watch the game. I did. Yeah, yeah I didn't get to watch really any of the games today. Through the tonight. first, at, at halftime, the score was 10 0. Wisconsin comes out in the second half, makes it 10 to 7. And at that point, I remember watching the game and I was like, here we go. Big 10 football. And then out of nowhere, J.K. Dobbins and Justin Fields team up to look like the most unstoppable duo in college football. 260, uh, 264 yards of rushing. Sorry, I don't have my glasses on, so I can't see Yeah, anything. combined, Justin Fields threw for 167 yards for two touchdowns. J.K. Dobbins on the ground, 163 yards, two touchdowns. Looked Ohio State. Now... Feel free to disagree with me, please. I'm, I'm yet to have somebody disagree with me when I say this. There is no team in college football that can beat Ohio State. I 100% agree. That's why I said they're the best team in college yeah, football. There, there's, I think the biggest stat here that you're overlooking is Jonathan Taylor only had 52 yards with 20 carries. Mm-hmm. That defense, Jonathan Taylor could not get going today. That defense is going out there and just dominating. So Along there is weak offense. points on Ohio State's defense. The secondary is suspect. The problem is, is that Ohio State can outscore anybody. Oh, they man. can they can go out and they can do a track meet with anybody. Today's biggest question going into the game, and I remember I was watching Big Noon Saturday on Fox. Big, Big Noon kickoff? Yeah, Big Noon kickoff. That a lot of people were saying it was raining, that it was going to be a very close game. People were saying 28 21, 28 31, 14 21. And then Urban Meyer. I know how much you have a hard on for that. I think I, I think the desk just hit with your hard on when I said Urban Meyer. <laughs> he said 42 14 or 42 21, Ohio State. Ohio State puts up a lot of points. And I remember Brady Quinn looked at him and said, That's a lot of scoring, coach. And he's like, It's Ohio State. And, or, and, Brady Quinn was like, yeah, okay, we'll see, coach. 38 to 7. 31 points. Now, if you're not keeping track at home, Wisconsin has the number one defense in college football. Number one. They are the best defense. There is no beating the defense of Wisconsin. They got exposed against Illinois. Ohio State took advantage of it. This 31 point victory over Wisconsin, a lot of people will look at it and be like, okay, Ohio State won. I'm looking at it. And we were actually talking about this before we started recording, is that this 31-point victory against Wisconsin is like they are beating Rutgers by 80. Like they're beating Arizona State by 90. It is a huge statement for Ohio State to win by 31 against Wisconsin. Last Last question before we move on from Ohio State. State. Do you think Ryan Day stays at Ohio State? Coach Day. Where would he go? NFL. No, absolutely not. Where would he go in the NFL? There's just been rumors. No, he's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. He literally inherited the, the keys to the kingdom at Ohio State. Urban Meyer built a powerhouse. Ryan Day is just going to sustain it until Ryan Day goes 10-3 and three and doesn't win the Big Ten, and then he'll get fired, and then he'll go to the NFL. But no, this year, no. So uh, now we'll move on to the game that we both got wrong due to, due to looking at the record 
And I'm going to let you guess which one it is. Is it in the Big Ten? Oh, it's in the Big Ten. Yeah, we're still in the Big Ten. We're not leaving the Big Ten yet. I would say probably the game we haven't covered yet, and that'd be Notre Dame-Michigan. No, nope. we, we, have, have, we still haven't covered Illinois-Purdue, Iowa-Northwestern, <laughs> Michigan-Notre Dame, because you went on that ramp with Nebraska for no reason. Uh, I'm a Husker fan, all right? <laughs> like, i, I got to give my Husker fans some love. Rutgers and Liberty, that's the game that we picked. Both picked Liberty due to the record because they came in with a 5-2 and two record. What was the spread on that game? We, we never had. We don't, we don't have spreads, spreads because we do this too early. But no, I understand that. But what was the spread on it? Like, that's oh, like, I, I don't look at that. that. Let me see. Oh, I, don't I, look at I just want to know because, like, I, I know Liberty was favored. Well, is, is Liberty? Liberty, yep, Liberty was favored. Liberty was favored by a touchdown. So Rutgers coming out upsetting some people. people. All right, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Scarlet Knights. That is crazy. A Big Ten team at home in October holds an upset. Against a team that they paid a million dollars to play, they Rutgers University gave Liberty one million dollars to play this game, like and Liberty was favored. Tennessee, Tennessee debacle that happened earlier in the season. Yeah, so I mean they won by ten. You, you got, got uh, you, you got, got Johnny, Johnny going fifteen and twenty-one for Rutgers, two touchdowns, one ninety-two yards. Uh, then he also led the team in rushing with one hundred eighteen yards and twenty-one carries. Yeah. Yeah. My God. Isaiah uh, Washington had four catches for 89 yards. Uh, Illinois, Purdue, Illinois. Illinois is going bowling. You heard it here first. Illinois is going <laughs> bowling. I mean. Steve Rock. Yeah, Levy Smith taking Illinois bowling. They're 4-4, four four, uh, beating Purdue 24-6. Iowa. I tell you, Illinois is not a bad team. Fuck Iowa. Let's uh, hang on. Let's go, go back to the Illinois Purdue. The, the fans, fans want the stats. We gotta give the stats. Yeah, regardless of what team we're on. <laughs> so <laughs> Illinois actually only threw seven passes for twenty-six yards the whole game. Uh-huh. Yep. But uh, I'm gonna let you guess how many rushing yards they had. Illinois. Yeah. yeah. I know they had at least 131 because that's how many yards Dre Brown had. 242. Jesus. Uh, then we got Jack Plummer. I'm assuming he's Jake Plummer's brother, some type of relative. Uh, 8 of 20, 71 yards for Purdue, looking pretty bad. Um, rushing, they had 135 yards combined. And uh, now we'll move on to the Iowa game. Fuck Iowa. He is not related to Jake Plummer. He's not? <laughs> Just a coincidence? <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> he is not related to Jake Plummer. Uh, I just looked it up. <laughs> So, yeah, so we got Iowa beating Northwestern 20-0. to zero. Uh, I think we both picked Northwestern for this one. I know I picked Northwestern because fuck Iowa. Yeah, I think we agreed on that. Uh, Iowa, you got Nate going 12-26, 179, one touchdown. I bet he also sleeps with his sister. I just like Nebraska. And then you got uh, Aiden Smith for Northwestern, 18-32, 138, one interception. Uh, Fun rushing. fact, only his third start. Only oh, his really? third start ever. Yeah, you know who his first start was against? Nebraska. <laughs> and he lost. <laughs> and then we got uh, Iowa rushing for 123, Northwestern for 64. What was uh, Iowa's uh, total yardage in the air? Uh, it was 179. Yep, we're beating Iowa. <laughs> hey, you, you, you got to throw the football to beat Nebraska. You are not going to run against them. My uh, surface is kind of slowing down just a second. Hang on here. Uh, 
All right, Mac. All right, so Notre Dame, Michigan. Oh, no, 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 no. Notre Dame, Michigan. Let's cover this game so that we, we, we can move on from the Big Ten because uh, kind of over football uh, with Nebraska losing. A breaking update, Washington State and Oregon are actually tied right now. Are they? Yeah, 34-34. Yeah. No, Washington's up 35-34. One minute to go. Washington State has a one-point lead. Just coming. Who saw it coming? Brandon, who saw it coming? You did. I know I did. Michigan beats them 45 to 14. Shea Patterson lighting it up in the air. Six six of twelve for hundred yards and two touchdowns. Hassan Hackins, Haskins. 20 carries, 149 yards. Michigan runs away with this one. I I picked Michigan to win this football game, but I did not see him winning this big. Does this put Michigan back in the running for a Rose Bowl? I'm not going to say college football playoff because you got Ohio State and Penn State in that same division. But do you think Michigan puts himself back in the running to maybe go to a Rose Bowl? No. no. All right, well, don't elaborate. <laughs> I, I, I just <laughs> think that you have Wisconsin, Penn State, Ohio State, and then let's not forget about the Gophers in Minnesota. The Gophers. I think you can argue that Michigan could be ahead of Wisconsin. But they they, they they wouldn't be behind they wouldn't be in front of a Penn State Ohio State or Minnesota. Well, I, I, they're definitely I they're not they're not in front of Wisconsin at all because they have the identical record of six and two. But Michigan holds a tie or uh, Wisconsin holds a tiebreaker because they oh beat, yeah they did they, they actually slaughtered they beat, them they beat, yeah, yeah they, they slaughtered them yeah all right so I think a fun little transition over to the Pac-12 dude how was the Colorado USC game. You were there. You were in the stands. How was it, man? How was the trip? How was how was the atmosphere? How was the game? Uh, it was pretty awesome. Uh, I actually went two years ago um, when Donald was still playing, and that was actually pretty fun to watch too. But anyways, uh, for this one, um, we we had the second row, which if, if you've ever sat in uh, Folsom Field, it's kind of set up a little weird where the, some it kind of like goes into the first row. So. The second row was the front, pretty much right at the field, and then one uh, section over was the actual first row. So, anyways, we uh, we sat right there, right at the field, um, got to see the players, got to hype them up, um, but most importantly, it was absolutely cold. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, USC fans off in their little corner that we had, and then, of course, you know, the Trojan marching band, they had a put in a really far corner so no one could hear him because no one everyone's afraid of the fight song <laughs> but it was pretty fun uh the beginning was there I was, more colorado fans or is there more usc fans uh, definitely more colorado fans really yeah there was um colorado's attendance has actually been the highest among the pac-12 teams uh before this week so i don't know what will come out uh tomorrow or monday but they've actually been selling more tickets than they have seats They've had an average attendance of 103 or 103%. Oh wow. But yeah, it was a it was a blackout. So if you don't know what that means, uh pretty much all Colorado wore black uh in the stands and then you had like I said you had the USC crew over in the side or the red red and gold. <laughs> I think so how was uh how was Folsom Field because I know Nebraska went there. We lost, but we ended up taking over the stadium. And I've talked to a few 
few buddies of mine that, that went to the stadium and said it was actually a really nice stadium. Yeah, it, it is a really nice stadium. I, I actually like the Boulder campus a lot. Um, it's just, it's bench seating, so it's not like a, like, because the Coliseum has like actual seats and most stadiums are kind of, <laughs> most, <laughs> most stadiums are kind of going towards that where you get actual seats. So the, the problem I have with like the bench seats, like the bleacher seats is like you just don't have enough space because they're made for like a small little Asian person. Yeah. Not like a grown, like a, a big, you know, Midwestern person, which Colorado is. But Colorado's uh, not Midwestern. They're mountain hicks. That's who they are. Yeah. yeah but if you, it, they're not Midwest. People argue that Colorado is the Midwest. Colorado the Midwest. is not the Midwest. Okay. Eastern Colorado, Midwest. Where we're at here in Colorado Springs, Denver, Boulder, no, that's Boulder's like northeast. No, Boulder is like northwest because you have to go up on the. We'll just agree to disagree. No, we will not agree to disagree. Don't try and brush me <laughs> off, fucker. No, you go fucking north on the twenty-five, and then you have to go west up into the mountains to go to Boulder, and we're directly in the middle here in Colorado Springs. So that'd be north fucking west. All right. We're more southern than Colorado Springs, but it's all right. Oh Jesus Christ! No, but it, it, anyways, in Trinidad. That's where it's. <laughs> Fol- Folsom Field is actually really nice. Uh, if you ever get the chance, I recommend going out there. Um, I'll be there in 2021. It's actually uh, it's really cool because um, at least on the away side where the sections are, there's a um, a building that has like indoor track in it. Yeah. And uh, that's where the the Colorado band and all that play before the game, and it's pretty cool. You got the cheerleaders and everything in there, having like a like a little pep rally in a sense. Cheerleaders, yeah. <laughs> I mean, not like the. Uh, <laughs> but I'm more interested in the band part, watching them. Play, <laughs> You're such a nerd. It's just cool. Nerd. But uh. Ah, oh, fucking nerd. But Folsom Field is actually really nice. I like it. Uh, it's beautiful, especially. What about the game, man? Like, how was the game? Oh, I, I mean, like I said, it was pretty cold, and uh, when USC was losing for a majority of it, it was just. You, you could tell, tell the fans weren't really into it. And, and then um, once Michael Pittman got that uh, game-winning touchdown pretty much, you could see uh, it was pretty cool because they stopped and all the players and everything like that were on the field. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, was, I was watching. I actually didn't watch the game. I went out to dinner with the wife. Yeah, I um, But I was looking at the game cast, and I, I, I saw – USC losing, I was like, oh, dude, I cannot wait to do the podcast. I'm going to roast into you. I would have been fine with that because it, it would just secure another another uh, head coach that easily. Yeah. Well, that but, was actually my question. Is that like, if you guys lost that game, is that the nail in the coffin? And is, I think I think, it, I think the nail in the coffin's already been hit. But to go back to the game, uh, I got to give it out to the players. So they, even when it looked like there wasn't a – I wouldn't say there was never not a chance they were gonna, that they didn't have to win, but – when it looked like they were in the slums, they still kept fighting. And then, uh, yeah, it was definitely a hard fought victory. Um, for a team that shouldn't have been. So, we'll, 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 we'll go into uh, the game, um, the actual kind of stats and stuff. But, uh, Steven Montez looked really good until the fourth quarter. He got rattled at the end of the third quarter, um, came out, and they brought the uh, redshirt freshman, I believe is who he is. Redshirt freshman, redshirt sophomore, and he did a, uh, RPO and he ran for like I think 21 yards or something like that. He diced him up the middle, and then went into the fourth quarter. And Montez came back out and he just looked rattled. He didn't look good. Hold on, uh, hold on. All right, so for the first ever any given Saturday live update, snap is up. It's up. 
Oregon wins. Oregon beat Washington State 37-35. Ball game. Oregon survives. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, just saw the score, score but yeah. yeah um, Keaton Slovis looking absolutely solid out there. there. Uh, continues to build on what he's already put the foundation on with 30 of 44, 406 yards, four touchdowns, uh, one interception. Uh, one thing, he, he's still kind of making those true freshman mistakes, which, you know, you kind of expect with a true freshman, obviously. Uh, he had a couple of fumbles that got luckily recovered by the offense. Uh, one of them went actually right into uh, – two of them, actually. Uh, one was like a, a incomplete pass that went right into like a Colorado defensive lineman's hands and fell right out. And the other one was a fumble that was – Literally, the Colorado dude jumped on. I guess he must have hit it at a weird angle and it bounced out. And then uh, Keenan Kristen recovered it, securing that drive, letting them keep going. Um, Michael Pittman, seven receptions, 156 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, I believe I read a stat earlier that said he was the first USC wide receiver to have multiple 150-yard-plus receiving uh, games. Which, if you're a USC fan, you know that's a pretty big deal considering the talent that's coming out of the wide receiver position and being named wide receiver U. Uh, Tyler Vaughns had uh, eight receptions, 104 yards, one touchdown, which that touchdown looked absolutely beautiful. I don't know if you if you got to see replays of the game, but uh, he caught it right at the corner. The defender was all over him, and he just kind of like brushed him off and he just stepped in and got the touchdown. That was pretty beautiful. Um, the true freshman, Drake London, who's also a basketball star, came in and got a career high with seven receptions, 85 yards. And then can't forget about Amon Ra, who didn't five yards, 50, or my bad, excuse me, five receptions, 55 yards. Uh, and that's pretty much it for the receiving side of USC. Um, so with the remaining part of your guys' schedule moving forward, you guys got... You guys got to play Oregon, who's going to stay. I think they're going to move into the top ten with Oklahoma losing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think you guys will will jump up ten or Oregon will jump up. Then you guys have to come to Tempe, play my Devils. You guys have to go to Cal. Then you got UCLA coming in, which UCLA not good, but but raced ASU today. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what's going on with that team. Chip Kelly uh, is what's going on with that team. Well, well oh, yeah, obviously, but I'm saying I don't get why they're winning. But we'll, we'll go into all that. You guys um, are sitting at 5-3, and 4-1 and one in the conference. What what do you see over the the last four games of you guys this season? And where do you see you finishing up as far as bowl games, conference title? Do you guys – Maybe make a run at the at the Rose Bowl. I don't think you guys. Actually, I think I know you don't. You don't make a run at uh, college football playoff. Oh no, yeah, without that, we're not. Make a run at the Rose Bowl. Do you guys make a run at? I think title? it. Well, well we're, we're right now we're in the, we're the number one in the South because of the whenever Utah, not Colorado. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I think if they win the Pac-12, then yeah, they have a chance at the Rose Bowl, and that's what kind of what they're aiming for, I guess, in a sense. Um. But, but I, I, I just see them, them. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if they win the Pac-12, to be honest with you. Uh, I think the Oregon game will say a lot. Okay, um, so say they beat Oregon. In the Coliseum next week? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, say they beat Oregon. 
there you're sitting six and three, five and one in the conference. Number one, you guys control your destiny. Pretty easy schedule with ASU, California, and UCLA. If we beat Oregon, games. yeah, I think if we beat Oregon, then we finish the season nine and three. Okay. Does your head coach stay in place? Uh, I don't think so, to be honest with you. Really? Yeah. Winning the Pac-12, playing in the Rose Bowl, you're going to fire the head coach. Yeah, because the team's just underperformed this year. Do you, do you think... You, they, they still lost to a think, BYU. Okay, but do you think that for them to fire... Remind me of the name. I'm sorry. What, who's your head coach? Coach, coach Helton. Okay. So, to fire Helton, do you think that if they win the Pac-12 and go to the Rose Bowl and they have really salvaged a season since losing to BYU, Washington, and Notre Dame, if you guys... Do you think that a deal with Urban Meyer would have to be in place already before firing Helton? Or do you think you fire Helton, roll the dice to get Urban Meyer and end up having to settle for some offensive coordinator at fucking Utah? Um, there's there's actually been kind of rumors uh, floating around, like, you know, from everyone, like I send you and stuff like that, all, yeah. the, all this stuff. But uh, – I don't think that there has to be an offer for Urban Meyer before they fire Helton. I just think that they have to have, like I said, like I keep going back to the AD needs to come in. Because if the AD has, doesn't want anything to do with Urban Meyer, then who does he go after? And PJ Flex been the, the other coach that's been rumored. But then does he leave Minnesota? He's not. Okay, so what I can say, what I see happening, I'm not going to speak on uh, PJ Dick. I mean, I'm sorry, PJ Flex behalf it is... P.J. Flex not leaving Minnesota. He's built a very good football team out in Minnesota. And he's at that point in that college that he's not he's, – he's a godsend. You know, he is the Tom Osborne of Minnesota. He is the Pete Carroll. You know what I mean? He's not leaving Minnesota. I just – I think the biggest thing for USC is for them to salvage their recruiting class. They need to – Bring in like an Urban Meyer, someone that has a big name already. Oh, absolutely. And because otherwise, the recruiting class is going to be the worst that's been ever. If if you guys, hell, if you win out, then you guys end up nine and three, and eight and one in the conference. To fire Helton, you would have to have a deal in place for an Urban Meyer. You would have to have Urban Meyer coming in. I don't even think that if you have a deal in place for P.J. Fleck that you get rid of uh, Helton coming out with that kind of re-rattle off six straight victories in Pac-12 play and represent the Pac-12 in the Rose Bowl. I don't, I don't think so. I don't see it happening. I do, but it's all right. I, I don't. I, I just – I don't. I mean, you win – if you win your conference, you keep your job. That's been true of college football till I, I, I kingdom think, come. You win your conference, you keep your job. You win I, a national title, you keep your job. <laughs> you win more, you only lose one conference game, and that one conference game, Mr. Washington, who might represent the North in the Pac-12, you keep your job. Oh, they're not going to. Oregon's going to represent them. Not if you beat Oregon. If you beat Oregon, Washington represents the North. I don't think so. I do. Just based on record, if Washington wins out and Oregon wins out, except for losing to USC, 
They represent the North. Wait, has Oregon and Washington played yet? I don't think they have. So then they come down to the Washington-Oregon game. So, so here, here's how the, the North standings are right now. Oregon, Oregon on top, then Stanford, and then Oregon State, State and then the Huskies, Washington. Who's Washington's losses to? Uh, let me compute that real quick. I should know this off the top of my head, but I can't remember. Uh, we got Cal. Oh, come on, it's like glitching out. All right, so they Cal, Stanford, and Oregon. Okay, so they've already yeah they just yeah they played last week. Remember we we covered it as our uh, Pac-12 game of the week. Yeah, because Jacob Eason actually looked pretty good. Yeah, so I just I don't. I don't see Helton losing his job if he wins the Pac-12. So, all right. I got to pee. Cover the Pac-12. Yep. yep. I'll, I'll do our little Pac-12 uh, scoreboard. scoreboard. If I can get to load. Apologize for the technical difficulties. All right. So, we got Stanford versus Arizona. Arizona is just looking like a dumpster fire. Uh, Khalil, Khalil Tate, Tate 17, 17, 33, 205, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, Ganol, 77, 68, one touchdown. Uh, KJ Costello's back for this game. 30, 43, 312, and three touchdowns. Looking pretty good. Um, Scarlett rushing for 102 yards. And then JJ Taylor and Khalil Tate rushing for a combined of 210 yards. Looking pretty good. Uh, then we got uh, <coughs> sorry, hang on here. Computer's kind of glitched out. Uh, we got Simi. Oh man, I'm about to cut this part out. So we got uh, Stanford beating Arizona, 41-31. Don't really know what's going on with Arizona right now. The defense looked pretty good for a little bit. Um, after the Hawaii game, it's just not looking too well for them right now. And then we got UCLA and Arizona State, which was a, a major... Uh, Upset in my eyes, you know, it's not gonna reflect on records and stuff like that. But UCLA coming out and being them 42 32. Uh, Jaden Daniels 20 of 29 for ASU 267, three touchdowns. Uh, UCLA has got DTR for 16 of 23, 176, two touchdowns. Um, Eno Benjamin for Arizona State only having 46 yards. Meanwhile, Joshua Kelly continues to destroy defenses with 164 yards rushing. And I think that's been pretty much the key for UCLA these last two games is uh, Kelly has been just destroying on the ground. Uh, last week, I think he had over 160 yards also, if not over 150. Who's uh, that? Joshua Kelly, UCLA running back. Yeah, yeah. He had quite a bit of yards. Uh, then we're going to... Dude, fuck ESPN, man. Why? Why? Because, like, okay, the game just ended. I flip over to Sports Center just to kind of catch 
you know, some statistics and, you know, just catch up on college football. Guess what they're playing? Just guess. Just fucking guess what Sports Center is running out with. SC fucking C highlights. LSU, Alabama, Texas A&M, Auburn. Oh, hey, this good football teams. Yeah. yeah. Not Ohio State. <laughs> Not fucking Jesus Christ. Oh, here we go. Oklahoma, Kansas State. Upset. That's the only reason it's there. So, uh, so uh, we'll go into the Cal and Utah game. Uh, absolutely a blowout. You want to talk about a blowout? Utah dominates 35-0. Yeah, Utah. Especially Cal. Didn't Cal just come off that big win last week? No, they haven't won in a, a, a while. They lost to Oregon State last week. That's right. Oregon State yeah. came out looking good. Okay. My uh, the uh, third string QB came in. He, he was quick. Looked pretty good on his feet. Uh, looked all right throwing the ball. But just... Did not. It's just. I don't know. I don't know how to explain. They just don't have a Chase Garbers, and it's just. It's the office is falling apart in that sense. And then when you only rush for twenty three yards total, yeah, as a team, absolutely terrible. Huntley, on the other hand, looked really good. Huntley is NFL ready. Also, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. That's yours. Um, he's definitely really good. A lot better than what he's been. And, and he actually played a part of the game limping. I don't know if you watched the game at all. No. Yeah, yeah he... Not even a little bit. There's no like part of that game that I'd be interested <laughs> there, was a, there was a hit he took, and he came up, and he was kind of limping. And then he did a, a, a handoff afterwards, and you can see him limp to the handoff. Uh, just did not look 100% after the hit, and then came out um, for a drive. And then I, I ended up... Uh, coming over here so I can get to finish it up and see kind of what happened after that. But uh, Zach Moss, 17 carries, 115 yards. Uh, actually broke the school record for most uh, career touchdowns this game. So going back to the uh, Cal-Utah game. Um, yeah, Zach Moss, uh, like we said, broke the... Uh, career rushing record at Utah last game and this game broke the season or not the season but the career touchdown record and I believe he had 32 or 33 touchdowns in his career there um that defensive line just looked amazing I don't know how else to put it like they are just a force to be reckoned with and then the offensive line for Utah was just controlling that line of scrimmage and just being physical like a normal Utah Kyle Whittingham coach team. Uh, just outplayed Cal 100%. Um, so now we'll go into our Pac-12 game of the week, which is Washington State and Oregon, which just finished. Go Ducks, baby! And they won on that final, on, on, that, on that last minute field, field goal. But I think something that me and you have talked about repeatedly Mike Leach has had Oregon's number throughout his career. I think Mike, like I, like I tell you all the time, Mike Leach is just an offensive guru and quarterback god. Um, he throws anyone to that offense and they succeed. Uh, Anthony Gordon, uh, his stats really don't tell you the, the full story. With 32 of 50, 406, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, one of those interceptions was right off of uh, his receiver's hand. Uh, had it in the end zone, kind of bobbled it. Next thing you know, Oregon's got it and 
goes, goes against the stats. stats. Uh, Herbert, 21 of 30, 222, uh, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. Looked really composed. Howling the pocket well. Looking pretty good out there. Uh, then we got Max Borgie for the Washington State rushing. Uh, Go ahead. So, no, no, no. Like you just you just said Herbert looked really good, looked composed. Especially in a big game like this. Is Herbert the most NFL ready quarterback in college football right now? Uh, yeah, I we we talked about this before and I'd say all around, yes, he's the most even including even though that you had to make it a fucking point to correct me and make it a big <laughs> deal to correct me, is he more NFL ready, NFL prospects, more talented, all that than Trevor Lawrence at Clemson. Uh, uh, to be honest, honest with you, I haven't really watched too much of Trevor Lawrence this year. This year. He's uh, slumping this year, but I think last year's. We all saw him play last year. Yeah. yeah. And I think this year is just a sophomore slump, but he's still Trevor fucking Lawrence. Is he better than Trevor Lawrence? Like right think, now, yes. Just think about last year. This year, I mean, he's making the same kind of throws. He's making the same kind of – he just – he's making – Trevor Lawrence is making a lot of errors that I don't think that he should be making at this point in his career, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah I got you. Um, I, think I think Herbert is better right now, now yes. But I think, I think it's – Herbert's got time, and he actually has experience. So it's got that going from. him. And then also, he just – he just looked really composed. Yeah, nothing, nothing really riles him. Even when he gets sacked, he just gets up, up handles his business, business goes back to work. Um, but the thing, like, if you do count, if you golly, if you do count Trevor Lawrence into this, draft, yeah, words are hard. If you do count him into this draft class, even though he's not a part of this draft class, there's still no real number one QB coming out of this. No, and that's something that me and you have agreed on is that. It feels like every year when we go into the NFL draft, there's always one quarterback that'll come out, and he's the clear-cut number one quarterback. Yeah. yeah. He's going to be the number one pick. You know, Kyler Murray last year. and uh, Oh, fuck. Who was the one before that? Baker, Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. Thank you. Nope. Uh, you know, there's always that clear-cut number one NFL prospect. This year, I – Tua Tagliova, I think, is like the clear consensus number one pick. Even though I don't think he's NFL ready. I don't think. I think it's it's a it's a clear consensus. I think that you have some people picking him and other people not. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's Mel there's Kiper not, has him as number one on his quarterbacks. Mel Kiper's a crock of shit. Too. I think it's Mel Kiper being Mel Kiper. Yeah. yeah, and he's going to go off of the popular pick, and everyone is going to say Tua Tagliova right now, but. I think if you're going to talk NFL quarterback, and if I'm an NFL franchise like the, the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins who need a quarterback, by the way, Josh Rosen for Kyler Murray, best trade ever out of Arizona. Uh, I, I would take Justin Herbert over to Tagliola. Now, I think that me and you both agree that, that football – as a whole, whether it's college or NFL, is changing towards a mobile quarterback. But not, 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 not like in the sense, sense of like a, a Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Jackson. No, 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 I mean, we don't need running backs out there throwing passes. And I think, I think more along the lines of like a Jalen Hurts and 
Justin, Justin Fields. Fields. Yeah, absolutely. Justin uh, Herbert. Those, Justin Herbert. Yeah, yeah I mean, Justin Herbert's pretty mobile. I mean, he can get you eight, nine yards on an RPO. Yeah. yeah. But I, I don't know. I think Justin Herbert is the number one quarterback in college football. And I think that's uh, – I mean, not that these other quarterbacks are bad by any means. They're all really good. It's just no one separated themselves – to, to make, make that clear, clear like, like I'm, I'm the great quarterback coming out of this class. Yeah. And I think, and I think that's, that's what the problem is, is that you have a lot of good quarterbacks, but you can't be like, oh, that's going to be the number one pick right now. Yeah. I think I think you could even argue Jalen Hurts in a sense, too. Well, I mean, yeah, Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields, both of them. I mean, both of them are eligible. I mean, Fields is not eligible. No, Fields is. No, Fields is a sophomore. Are we really doing this again? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'll, I'll show you right now. He's a sophomore. Is he a redshirt sophomore? No, because no, he, he didn't have to redshirt because of the for some reason when he transferred, he didn't have to uh, redshirt. So he has to play another year at Ohio State. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so even deadlier. So he'll be in the same draft class as, as Trevor Lawrence. Yes. Yep. Hey, Trevor, they, they, both they both declare their junior year. They both will. Let's be real. Let's be real. They both will. They they both will. And we've been in the NBA highlights. So if you just listen to me sometimes, I you know I may not know a lot, but I know some. Well, I mean, if we if we stick in you know Huskers, I got so so what? Nothing I want to cover right now, just because you keep trying to go away from this. CJ from Oregon. Guess how many rushing yards he had. 156. Uh, add 101 to that. Jesus Christ! 257 yards of rushing on 23 carries. You know his averages? 11.2. Jeez. You're, you're going to win a lot of football. And they only won by a field goal. Yeah. What happened? Three touchdowns, 89 yards. Justin Herbert didn't throw for a single touchdown. He had no interceptions. Yeah, but still... Holy cow, yeah. man. Just, Just destroyed, destroyed them. Uh, Dude, if I had 200 and some yards <laughs> and we only won by a field goal, I'd quit. I'd be like, you know what? I'm not meant to play fucking football. <laughs> Jesus. Dude, what was the team? Hold on. Let me go to the box score on this one. Hey, what was all the, the, all the team, team average? Are the, the team yards? 306. 306. Holy cow. 257 yards. An 89-yard long, three touchdowns. He was the offense for the Oregon. Yeah, he destroyed them. Shit. Yo, look at the rushing for Washington State. 40 yards. Yeah, but uh, Max Borgie was like a Tasmanian devil back there. So when they did rush, he was actually rushing for purpose. But just, well, I mean, he had eight carries for 54 yards. So, I mean, if you want to – No, 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 no. 40 yards on the ground for your team. Sorry, you're not you're not no Tasmanian devil. Two hundred and fifty seven yards with an average of eleven point two, that's a Tasmanian devil. Now, well, Mike Leach doesn't run. Like, Anthony Gordon carried that team with four hundred and six yards, three touchdowns. He had the two picks. That's why it's called the air raid. Well, yeah, but you're sitting here saying Max Borgie's a Tasmanian devil. I mean he's running, he's running. Did you watch him run? I no. I watched him run eight times for fifty four yards, that's what I saw. You watch his touchdown run? What, his sixteen yard touchdown run? Oh, he had, oh, he had a yard, he had a one yard touchdown run. Whoa. You can hit all you want. CJ Verdell had an 89 yard touchdown run, so that's a Tasmanian. Did you watch that one? 
No, but I bet I can find a highlight. <laughs> it was it was actually really it, the hole opened up and he just went right through it. No one was even near him after a few yards. I mean, Oregon killed them though. Like on stat wise, they did. Yeah, I mean, they had 222 yards through the air, 306 on the ground. That's like, That's like what, five twenty-eight? Yeah, five hundred twenty-eight total yards. Washington had four hundred and six through the air. So four hundred forty-six. Yeah, four hundred forty-six yeah, total yards. Yeah, they killed them in the stats. Turnovers. Let's see. And they barely Washington State did not turn the the ball over at all. Yeah, they did. Two interceptions. Or my bad, I was looking at the wrong stat. Oregon didn't turn the football over. Washington State turned the football over twice, so that's where they lost the football game. So, so one of those, that, like I like I said when I first started uh, with the game recap, uh, one of Washington State's interceptions was literally it wasn't even on Gordon. He threw a touchdown pass to uh, Brandon. Our, I'm probably gonna murder his name. Arcanado hit his hands, had it, followed it. And went in the air, and then Oregon intercepted it and ran it like for like five yards. So, like I said, his stats show something, but then if you watch the game, you see kind of something else to go with it. Um, but I don't, I don't. I think if you're watching the state, you come out of that game feeling a lot better about yourself. To be honest with you. Well, I mean, you're four and four and one and four in the conference, so. Well, yeah, but you gotta think about what you get. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> so, now so now we'll go into our week 10 predictions. Oh man, we didn't even do it for the Big Ten. Boy, yeah, we'll go back. This is what we did last time. We went back to it. Dude, we're fucking this up. We're committed. All right, so here's a here's a game for you. All right, so hold on, hold on. Let's do this, man. All right, so you got your little uh, your little surface there. So that the NFL uses. Yeah. So I'll go through the Big Ten. I'll name off the, the the games for next week in week 10. We'll, we'll come up with our predictions. You write them down so we can actually start coming up with like a uh, overall record. Who picks better? And I then, think I'm doing better than you right now, to be honest with you. I think I'm doing – well, I think that uh, you can suck my ass. So, <laughs> Oh, Rutgers, Illinois, $12. Dude. I'm buying tickets. You're paying for gas. Let's go. Is it at Illinois? Yeah, Champaign, Illinois. Come on, dude. Well, if we're going to Illinois for a Northwestern, might as well get the, <laughs> the Rutgers game in there, too. So, for what? 24 plus four, 28 bucks, we can catch two college football games. <laughs> All right. So, so you, are we going over Big Ten first? Yeah, yeah. So, you record. Okay. Like, I, got I got it right here. Yeah, yeah. Start spitting them out. All right. So, Rutgers, Illinois. Rutgers is 2-6, and 0-5 oh in the Big Ten. Illinois is 4-4, four 2-3 four, in the Big Ten. Who you got? I got, I got Illinois. Right. I, I'm going to take Illinois as well. All right. Hang on here. I think Brandon Peters has a big game. That Rutgers, I mean, they got lit up by Liberty through the air. So, we'll take that one. So, Northwestern, Indiana. It's in Bloomington. Indiana. I'm going to take, take Indiana as well. I, I, I'm a Hoosier believer after today. All right. Next one. Oh, Nebraska, Purdue. I got, I got the Huskers. I'm going to take the Huskers as well. We, we really need to. Uh, we're just going to follow each other. All right. <laughs> well, if we have the same record, you know. <laughs> All right. Uh, by the way, we can go to that one. Dude, no, dude, check it out. So we go to Champaign, Illinois. We, we hop over a state next to it to Indiana. 16 bucks a piece, Nebraska-Purdue. 
I, I just, we go to the game. Come on, baby. Say yes. I'll buy the tickets. All right. My, my Jeep gets like, like we'll, we'll probably make it to the car on board before I have to fill up. If we're, if lucky. we're lucky. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. I'm buying tickets. You're <laughs> buying tickets. Michigan, Maryland. It's in Maryland. College Park. I think, I think Michigan's riding pretty high right now. I, I got them winning. I concur. All right. <laughs> I'm going to take Maryland as well. And you taking Maryland? No, Michigan. Michigan, my bad. And that's it. I got you, I got you down for Maryland. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Maryland's on the paper. Don't put Maryland. I picked you picked Maryland. Maryland. No, I picked Michigan. <laughs> you I said Maryland. I concur, which means I said the same thing, but I've had fucking 12 beers today, all right? All right, and that's it. That's it. You've had Pac White Claws. Or for the Big Ten. That's it. All right. All right, Pac-12. Hang on here. Let me get my notes calculated. You got the Pac-12 pulled up? I do. I'm ready for you. Whenever you're ready. All right. Oregon State, Arizona. I got Oregon State. I got Arizona. This is, this is where we'll... Uh, We'll kind of go aside here. Where's, where's it at? It's in Tucson. I got, I got OSU. OSU. Nah, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take U of A. Fourteen dollars. Fourteen dollar tickets, man. Nope. All right. I mean, I'd rather go to an Arizona game than an Illinois game. That's for sure. <laughs> Come on, man. Too much. <laughs> All right. Colorado, UCLA. It's in Pasadena. It's at the Rose Bowl. Who you got? Man, I, so this kind of goes back into what we were talking about. records. They're both three and five. If Steven Montez comes out like how he did against USC for the first three quarters, I got that. But then you, you don't know what the hell Chip Kelly's got going on with UCLA right now. It's a, I, I, man, I, Commit. Who are you taking? I hate UCLA, so I'm going Colorado. I'm going to take UCLA. No. No, you already got UCLA. No, you got UCLA. No, you got UCLA. You got UCLA. No, I'm taking Colorado. Right, so UCLA on the paper. Colorado. Are you really writing UCLA? Yeah, because yeah, you, you said UCLA. UCLA. No, man, fucking put Colorado. God damn it. I'm taking Colorado. Why? Because I I don't trust UCLA. That's why. I don't trust them. And the dumpster fire that's out there. All right, what's next? Utah, Washington. Utah. Mm, yeah, I'm going to take Utah. All right. Big game. This one should be uh, fun for me to listen to how you pick this one. Oregon, USC. As much as it's going to pain me, I'm going USC. Because USC has been undefeated in the Coliseum so far. I'm taking Oregon. I am taking Oregon. And let's see something here. So that's Is there it. any other games? Or no, no, that's it. So, so we only have two games that are, that are different in our predictions. Yep. And this is where, let me see. I would like to put a feeler out there here as we're recording. I definitely should have talked with you about this. How about we go ahead and pick a game. If you, if you go to our... Are you on ESPN? Yeah, yeah, I am. All right, so go over to Week Ten, Top Twenty-Five. Let's pick a game that's a big game that we see as your any given Saturday upset. Who are you going to pick to upset in the Top Twenty-Five? Before we start that, can we can we just comprehend that Appalachian State is ranked twenty-one right now? Well, yeah, they made the jump up this year. They came into the Sun Belt and they're seven and zero. You got to get them in the ranking. I, a Division I, one football team. I, I get that, but I'm just saying, Appalachian State, State the team that 
upset, upset Michigan, Michigan in 2007. When they were a Division II team, yeah. Is ranked 21 right now. It's, yeah. I mean, does that, does that not blow your mind? Yeah. So, in the top 25, we got West Virginia Baylor. That one I see is interesting. It's in Waco, though. Where the hell is Warford? What, what game are you looking at? Clemson. <laughs> it's got like a picture of like a, a retorted bat dog. You see that? <laughs> it looks. They're, They're five and two. two. <laughs> hold on, hold on. It looks like no, a keep looking. Bad dog. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look at. They're first in the Southern. Uh, where are they? What conference are they part of? Southern. That's all it says. They're first in the Southern. The Wolford Terriers. I think I just found my second favorite college football team. They play Mercer. Oh, they play the Citadel. Okay, Chattanooga, Samford. East Tennessee State. I guess, I guess since they're first in the Southern, they're a part of the, they're in the South. No, they're in the South. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. so from, what, what so, are you seeing? Uh, well, I mean, are we going upsets like a ranked versus a ranked? Or yeah, like a, yeah, ranked versus unranked. Which or, I said ranked versus ranked. Are we going ranked versus unranked? Well, there's only one ranked versus ranked team, and that's Georgia-Florida, and that's a Florida-Georgia game. It's in Jacksonville. Can't pick that one. I mean, that's not okay. an upset either way. That the, the line on that game is going to come out like 0. 0.5. So the, the big talk from what I've kind of been seeing on the Twitter account is the SMU versus Memphis. Uh, the Pony Express though is ro- is rolling. Yeah. I since I picked USC for the Pac-12 game, I guess I have to choose USC to be the upset against Oregon. Okay, outside of that one. Okay. Thank you. Uh. I don't know. Warford's looking pretty strong there. Five and two. (laughs) The retarded bat dogs dogs over Clemson. That's who you're taking? No, no, no. no. I was about to say. It just looks looks cool. cool. Uh, (laughs) I guess by technicality, I probably would go. Man, Man, uh, where was that game at? Probably Virginia Tech versus Notre Dame. Son of a bitch, dude. That's. Uh, all right, because the rest of them are pretty much dead set. Like, I mean, I guess Wake Forest can lose to NC State, but like, it's not like to me, it's not like a major upset. My upset that I'm taking is West Virginia over Baylor. That's the upset I'm taking. That Baylor's rolling this year. Baylor is rolling, and that's why they're looking good. I think. So hang on, let me get these in the notes. Yeah, get them in the notes. I think Baylor overlooks West Virginia. They got TCU next week after the West Virginia game. They got TCU. I think they're going to overlook it. The only thing that's going to save Baylor and why I don't think it's actually going to happen is just a game that I see that might happen. It's a night game. So I think that's why Baylor comes in focused to win that game on national television and kind of give themselves a shot because now they're in the driver's seat in the Big 12. You said West Virginia, right? Yeah, West Virginia okay. over Baylor. Um, yeah, that, that's who my... Because you took mine. Uh, that's the last time I gave you a first pick. Because I was. Hey, hey you, you you gave me a long time to choose, dude. You just chose, and I would just. I probably would have just picked uh, NC State over Wake Forest after that. That's not really an upset. That's what I'm saying, though. It's like there's not like. I guess if we if we really want to root for an underdog, a true underdog, Warford would be the upset we'd wrote. Yeah, uh, if you want to go see a ranked team, though, like we could drive over to Tennessee, nineteen dollars. Go see SMU Memphis. Buy the tickets, you buy gas. 
Is it at Memphis? No, it's in Memphis. Okay. Yeah, SMU on the road. SMU has been. Yeah, really I did, they're finally over the fucking. What you call it? The uh, the death penalty they got out there. So I, so I actually like looked that up and. Uh, the death penalty was actually only for like two years. It wasn't that long. I thought it was no, a long time. It, it killed that program. Oh, yeah. oh it's, it's a death penalty. It's of course yeah, going to kill a program. Because they literally. You should, you should watch that 30 for 30 if you haven't watched it. No, I have. I, I've seen I'm a lot talking of about the viewers. Huh? I'm talking about the viewers. Oh, I thought you were talking to me. No, I, no, I, I would assume you've watched it if you're talking about what you're talking about. Not everyone's going to know SMU was the Pony Express and had a freaking death penalty against it. But, but I, yeah, I, I, think I think that's pretty much. much I, mean, I mean, I guess, I guess Ole Miss and Auburn, Auburn but Ole Miss does not, not look good, good this year. year. Now we're gonna get to talking to other conferences. I don't want to talk about. Yeah, well, I mean, it is what it is. That's why we're called the College Football Podcast. I mean, we cover the Pac-12 and Big Ten. Big Ten, and apparently the Big Twelve this week with the uh, Kansas State future alma mater for me. You know, big deal. Dude, I can't believe you're going to K State. Dude, Dude well, what's your other offer? Utah, right? Utah, you Utah State. Utah State. Yeah. Remember, you could have stayed in the Pac-12. Yeah. Yeah. You, you told me if I went to Utah, Utah State, State that I was in a part of a real conference. So well, you would also be Mormon. So there's that. There's nothing wrong with that. I got spot. You know, it's not gonna crush our viewers' religions on here. Okay. We need all the viewers that we can get. Uh, I, I mean, I'm uh, sorry if I offended all 14 of you. <laughs> uh, so when, when do you go down to K-State? Uh, I actually head out there a little bit before Christmas. Move out there. Hopefully I can get like a little house or something like that. Move all my stuff in. Okay. You excited? Excited to go down to Kansas? Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be terrible. And I mean... We'll see. What are the chances you come back into the army? Zero. Zero percent. Absolutely. Yeah. They, they actually, that the the, um, the National Guard recruiter called me again this week, and I didn't answer. And so he texted me. He's like, "When can I call you again?" So I was like, "Oh, just call me." I think it was like Thursday afternoon. And uh, he called me, and I I I didn't have my phone, so I went back to get my phone. And when I went back, I tried calling him back, and he didn't uh, answer. And then he just hasn't talked to me since. So. I think, I think he's pretty much, much given up on me. Well, I'll tell you, man. Like me and me and our old platoon sausage there, we'd love to have you back. I'll, I'll say that we could definitely use we could definitely use a somebody like you back in our ranks. But no, I, that, that career pass. Behind me, I miss, I miss the, the paycheck. Don't get me wrong, but don't miss, don't miss the, the bullshit, bullshit that came with it. Yeah, I get that. So, what are you gonna go out there and study? Uh, uh, aviation maintenance management. management. Work on airplanes. Gross. Yeah. Yeah, you know, like different like nerdy as fuck, dude. No, I just you just work on airplanes. I don't know. I just explain it. Like, hey, but on a serious note, so I, I've been I've been kind of tossing this around with with the wife. And so, you know the the per diem check we get for for deployment. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get to fill that out. Yeah, so I I literally she told me I can do whatever I want with that money. Yeah, yeah. Let's go to Nebraska. Let's go to a game. 
Dude, dude, you you, you talked talk to me like, like I'm, I'm not the one that's committed. committed. You told, you told me, me when, when you came back, back that you were gonna get tickets for Nebraska, Nebraska Iowa. Iowa. Would you go if I if I yeah. said yeah? I, I, I even got I got my wife, if I talked to my wife tomorrow and said, hey, I'm going to the Iowa game with Norwood. We went to the well, game. Well, now, I, now I can't go because I already made plans for Thanksgiving weekend because that, that already happened. Yeah, but that's Friday. So, like, we could literally leave. Like, no, no, like, I, I'll, I'll be in Kansas from Thursday or from Friday to Sunday and then come back here. Cancel the plans. It's not that hard. We just be like, no, my, no, my grandma's coming out, man. Like, Dude, it's for the flight. podcast. Like, think about it, man. We could, like, literally get a hotel in Lincoln. Because I already tried to do this with you, and I even got my girlfriend on board. Which is, which really, is really hard for her to get to go to a freaking football game, even though she's from Omaha. Let's do it. No, I, I, I already told you. I already made plans. I'm not going to back out on my grandma. Is that, is that nerdy, nerdy as that sounds? I'm going to back out on my grandma. Come on, man. Just, dude, just tell Grandma Norwood, like, hey, love you, but I got to do it for the podcast. Got to do it for the cast. No, I, no, I can't, do, can't that. do that. Come on, man. No, I, I, I already offered. To, to I literally game. just got this news like two days ago that she said I could do whatever I want. I actually, I actually tried filling out the per diem thing, and then the, the dude didn't take it, and then I was clearing at that point. So. Is he even back? Yeah, he's back. Yeah, he was in my group. He came back on Torch because he did such an amazing job. Oh, and this one? <laughs> Eating all the snacks. Yeah. yeah. No, but anyway, so because the brigades what handled all of ours when we came back because there wasn't any battalion reps, and uh, I think General like filled his out and then he, like, he never heard back and called them and like because some of the paperwork was messed up, so he just gave up and I was like I'm not even gonna try. I think it was like three hundred something bucks for us. You know, we only went like six months. I know for us, like for me, I was there for 236 days. I think I'm looking at like 1,200. Yeah, you should, yeah, you should get a pretty decent amount. Uh, well, I also did Jordan for 35, 36 days. That's probably, that's probably what carries you. I know, I know when we when I went to Afghanistan for the nine, nine months, we got, we got like, like shit. I think we got, think we got right around like 900. For Afghanistan? Really? Yeah. yeah that's nothing. Yeah, that's, yeah, what, that's saying. what I'm saying. I never, that's why I never. How much did you get for Europe? I didn't get, I didn't as, get much as much as everyone else, else for some because I'm really well, late. Yeah, but yeah, but I think because uh, 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 what should we call it? Um, you, guys you guys started off in DBTA, yeah. yeah. So, you so you guys got, got more for that, that I think, is what it is. Because I, I, I got, oh, we got a shit ton for DBTA. Yeah, because I got about the same as everyone else. Yeah, but like they like the dudes that were at DBTA got a little bit higher. Yeah, I mean, whatever. It's just I don't know. Like I really want to go to a game this year, but I've gone to two so far. Life, Life out of the army. army is awesome, dude. I haven't been to a Nebraska game since 2000, 2002, 2003. No, it's 2002. I was 12 years old. Yeah, we went to a game. It was right after we went to the national championship and got boat raised by Miami. So, yeah. So, yeah, so I, my uh, last game. I mean, I want to go to a game this year, but then again, I'm like. Fucking why? Like, I should probably wait till they're good. See, when I when I started my when my uncle started, my great uncle started taking me. The one that came out for the Colorado game, he's actually a USC alumni. When we started, our kind of our tradition of going to a game a year. I believe we started in 2000 or 2001. I remember watching Carson Palmer and Troy Palmalu and a couple of those dudes play. I was, I was just little, little kids. I didn't really know at the time, but as time, as time went, went on, then we, you know, we'd go to uh, a, couple a couple more, especially during the 03 to 05 era. Yeah. I, 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 I remember we went to Corvallis, Oregon State, 
and we had we were sitting in the end zone and like the fog had come in and you couldn't see like past like the five yard line from the end like the end zone side it was pretty bad and then i remember like so when they would go on the opposite side of the field you couldn't see what was happening it was pretty terrible but i remember uh we were sitting for the cheers yeah i remember we were sitting there and like uh we knew that they that oregon state had punted it and next thing you know like we didn't hear like a whistle or anything like that and then then we just see reggie bush just coming from the fog just no one by him just gone that was that was like one of my like favorite memories of all time as a kid going to usc games that and then uh i went to a homecoming game and a rivalry game i think they played yeah i think it's when they played uh Notre Dame, Dame and they, they, they the tradition, the tradition they that they have on campus, campus is they tape up uh, Tommy Trojan, so that, so that way like and then, and then the like the students like have a guard roster and they do guard on it during that that whole week or the last like couple of days I can't remember up until the game because that way no one comes yeah. out and vandalizes it and it <laughs> it's pretty cool to see and I remember just being a little kid like why is it taped and then my my great uncle broke it down for me but yeah it's it's been a tradition that I've, I've tried. We got away from during the sanction years, and then two years ago, no, it was it was a few years ago. I went to um, he had gotten tickets to the alumni association for a Stanford game, USC versus Stanford, and then we I kind of brought the tradition back with uh, getting at least one ticket, or at least one game every year. That way we can have kind of a get together and keep it keep it going. Yeah, I we uh, I guess when when I was a kid, we used to go we used to go to the red and white game a lot, and that was like our scrimmage. But we didn't go to a lot of football games, uh, like actual Husker football games. But growing up in Nebraska, you didn't have to go to the game to experience the game day. Yeah, yeah, like. Being there live at the stadium is one thing, but just being in the city of Lincoln on game day is an experience you'll never experience at any other college. The whole state shuts down on on game day Saturday, so because no, there's no, no, there's no professional team. No, there's there's nothing. There's there's Husker football, there's Husker volleyball, and there's farming. That's about it. That's all you got in Nebraska. Don't you have a, Don't good, you have a good bowling team too? <laughs> yeah, we we got a. We got a bowling team that wins some national titles. <laughs> uh, but there's a, there's a future QB, QB right, right there. there. Yeah, there you go. You, you can hook a bowling ball, 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 you can hook a football. Yeah, hook a bowling ball right over those mountains. <laughs> so, hey, I just want to give I just I just want to give a shout out. Um, if you guys enjoy this podcast, please go take a look at a uh, Two Average Guys podcast. Uh, you can find them on the same platforms you find us. Um, especially Husker fans, go check it out. It's a podcast just two guys talking to husker football uh they're two really great guys they're actually a friend of mine uh they cover husker football they, they put out episodes every week breaking down breaking down the games breaking down recruiting and uh they're nice enough to give us a shout out as a small little podcast so i thought i'd give them a shout out as well two average guys Go check them out. They're a great podcast. Appreciate y'all listening. Uh, if, if you guys are having any trouble uh, finding us on Spotify, iTunes, or Google Play, just make sure to email us at any given Saturday CFB at gmail.com. Uh, and I'll try to figure out what the issue is. 
follow us on Twitter as well. Um, my wife is actually working on Instagram and Facebook pages, so we're we're gonna try and get our get our word out there. Um, if you guys do enjoy us, please just send us an email. Say that you're enjoying it or ways that we can improve. Uh, yeah, definitely ways that we can improve. Uh, every week we try to break down what the podcast after we talk and. Uh, we have our own notes and stuff like that. Uh, this week we're actually working on an intro, so I got to try to figure out how to get that into the actual podcast. Yep. So, all right. Hey, we appreciate you guys listening. You guys have a great day, great week. Um, as always, we hope you guys have a great week. God bless and uh, go big red. Fight on.